everyone. Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm, I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're going into the Gospel of John, chapter 9. I'm going to share verse 38 with you. And then let's, let's talk just for a few minutes today about who Jesus is, namely, that Jesus is God. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. So Jesus catches back up with the man who he had healed, the man who was born blind, and he asks him, do you believe, do you believe in the Son of Man? And this is not just do you believe as in do you believe that the Son of Man exists? It's not just that. So much deeper than that. This is, do you believe, that is, do you trust, do you put your faith in the Son of Man? And he asks, well, um, who, who is he? I, I trust you, <laughs> Jesus, so show me, show me this Son of Man and I'll, I'll believe him, I'll trust him. And Jesus reveals that it is he, that Jesus is the Son of Man, prophesied, prophesied in uh, Daniel chapter 7, in the Old Testament there, uh, the one, the Son of Man, the one who is given authority and, and honor and sovereignty. He, he is the Son of Man and, and the Son of God. The Son of God that in, for instance, Psalm 2, we read that we're called to submit to God's royal Son. And so what you, what you see is Jesus revealing that he is the Son of God and the Son of Man. And the, the Old Testament witness uh, comes into greater and greater focus as Jesus is revealed to be God. Jesus, we see here, receives this man's worship. And that's, that's very significant that Jesus doesn't turn him away. He doesn't correct him. He doesn't tell him to stop. And this isn't the only time this happens. But watch what happens in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, when John, as he's in the midst of this, this uh, heavenly visitation, this heavenly vision, as he falls down in worship before an angel. This is Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers and sisters who testify about their faith in Jesus. Worship only God, for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. Worship only God. Now, Maybe if this was a, a polytheistic religion, maybe this wouldn't have been a big thing. You know, for another god, small g god, to be added to the Roman pantheon, for instance, no big deal. There's already a lot of them there, and what's, uh, <laughs> you know, what, what's, what's another one? Uh, but for Jews, who uh, were and are strict monotheists, uh, who understand and know that there is but one true and living God. Uh, for them, for any Jew to worship, uh, to worship Jesus is, 
it's truly revolutionary, truly astonishing. But what we see is that, that so clearly throughout the New Testament, we're seeing Jesus uh, testifying to the fact that he is God and then the apostles testifying to the fact that he is God. Directly and indirectly, Jesus claims to be God. And here he receives this man's worship and, and unlike the angel... He does not rebuke him. He doesn't tell him to stop. The scripture says, worship only God. And when this man that was born blind and healed by Jesus, when he's worshiping Jesus, he is, in fact, worshiping God. Now, there are some implications to this. There are some who try to minimize who Jesus is, some who will say, well, you know, he's just a good teacher. Because, of course, if Jesus is just a, a good teacher, then you could take some things that you like from what he says and you could put them into practice, put them into play in your life and things that you don't like, you'd say, well, you know, maybe you missed it on that one, right? But in fact, that option is truly not open to us. Again and again, Jesus claims to be God. And there are some who will say, well, you know, Jesus wasn't really God, didn't think that he himself was God. And that was just added later to uh, the Bible for one reason or another. But honestly, that is completely absurd. The biblical witness, you've, you've got uh, books of the Bible claiming that he is God, recording creeds that, that declare Jesus to be God that were from very, very early on after the resurrection of Jesus. We're, we're talking about, in some cases, you know, 15 years, uh, give or take, after the resurrection of Jesus, certainly no time for some legend to develop, certainly no time for for the disciples to say, hey, I've got a great idea. Let's invent a religion where Jesus is, is God so that we can all get ourselves killed, right? Like, it, it's completely absurd. He clearly, plainly claims to be God. And so we we have this choice to make then, either to acknowledge him as God or to dismiss him as crazy or a fraud. And, and <laughs> nobody really wants to do that because, of course, there is just something so holy and true and good about Jesus. He is the Son of God and he is the Son of Man. He is fully God and fully man. And we see here the, the doctrine of the Trinity coming into focus, not just the incarnation, but the doctrine of the Trinity. Jesus is God come in the flesh. He is the Son of God. We, we know, therefore, that God is the Son. God is the Father. God is the Holy Spirit. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God in three persons. Important implication of scriptures like these. And then also, the implication that God has truly come. That, sure, God did send messengers and prophets, of course, of course, but God didn't stop there. God came himself. Consider what that means about who God is. Consider what it means about how God looks at you and, and at, at, my, at myself, at the world, at humankind, how he must love us that he would do this. 
thanks be to God for his great love, for the gift of his son, our Savior Jesus. We worship him, we honor him, we attribute to him the glory that he is due. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that he would keep you.